people on different sides say things with great certitude, um, and actually sometimes it could be our job for me to just say, well, we actually don't know that yet. Welcome to Media Minded, the podcast that helps you tell facts from fiction. Produced by Shoutout UK, the UK's leading political and media literacy education platform, in association with ACT, the Association for Citizenship Teaching. This podcast is made possible thanks to the kind support and sponsorship of the US Embassy in London and the Global Engagement Centre at the US State Department. I am your host, Matteo Bergamini, and I am here with Matt Chorley, the editor of Times Redbox. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so as you said, I'm the editor of Times Redbox, which essentially the Times is a political uh, newsletter and podcast. And I also do, I host events for the Times. I um, write a column in the paper on a Saturday. Uh, And from this summer, I'm going to be hosting uh, a show on the new Times Radio when it launches. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Have you done radio before or is this your first stint? No, is the answer. So it's quite <laughs> daunting. I mean, I've ho- yeah, hosting the podcast uh, is, you know, practice to some extent. Although, of course, as you know, and we're doing this podcast now, if we d- say something wrong, we can go back and edit it out. Whereas if you're live on the radio, it's like that. You can't actually do that. Yeah, you can't be. Uh, let, let's just take that again. Just everyone wipe that off your minds and let's, let's try it again. So, um, well, I mean, amazing. Congratulations and best of luck on that. And um, so one of the things I wanted to start off with is the role of the media and, and I cannot stress this enough, responsible journalism. Um, and as someone that's been doing journalism for quite some time, um, even moving into radio soon, uh, what do you view as the role of the media and responsible journalism? Not just in a time like this, but, but also just in general for society. Well, I mean, I suppose the key things are... They sort of seem obvious, but sometimes they need restating when you see what less responsible outlets are doing. But it's to uh, tell the truth or at least be accurate in what you know and sometimes admitting what you don't know. Um, And I think uh, that's true generally in the news, but definitely during the uh, try to cover the coronavirus outbreak is that sometimes admitting whether it's in a news story, but more often than like analysis or explainers and that sort of stuff, admitting what we don't know is just as useful. Uh, because sometimes there are people who assert that this is definitely happening or this is definitely the case. And actually, uh, a responsible news outlet could be doing its job to say, well, we actually, we just don't know that yet. Um, and that was probably true to some extent, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, during a general election campaign or during uh, the Brexit debates. Uh, people on different sides say things with great certitude um and actually sometimes it could be our job as the media to just say well actually we don't know that yet either because we can't see into the future or the data's just not clear or the information's not clear or that decision hasn't been made uh, behind closed doors yet so there's no way of knowing whether or not that is the case so i think there's a big that's definitely a big part of what we need to do and it's, it's telling people what they need to know in a sort of calm and measured way um, but also in an engaging way. I mean, that doesn't mean being boring, because if it's boring, people will go to places which are more exciting, which might not be quite so responsible. Mm-hmm. No, of course, of course. And it's important to have that that balance, isn't it, between entertainment and making sure that it's as engaging as possible, but also making sure that you, you stay as, as true to the facts as, as, as humanly possible at the given time. Um, and it, it's interesting that you mentioned, obviously, the um, you know, just making sure that people don't 
uh, don't assume things or, you know, if you don't know information or the information hasn't become clear yet to make people aware of that. Um, but one of the things that we've seen, especially in the current crisis, is that misinformation quite often thrives in, in those periods where uh, journalists don't know or we just don't know the facts yet because other science hasn't played catch up yet or if the government hasn't made a decision yet or, or things are a little bit still in the so, so up in the air. Um, so w- what kind of misinformation have you encountered during this during during this crisis during during this period? I mean, there's obviously there's the high profile stuff, you know, Donald Trump drinking disinfectant and that sort of stuff. I was I, injecting I, disinfectants. Injecting, I mean, <laughs> injecting. I mean, we're splitting heads. Whatever right. you do, don't put disinfectant <laughs> in your body. Um, I think the, the 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 more not troublesome, and it's not always with a sort of bad intent. It's a sort of low level, uh, and it, social media is a big part of this because people say, "Well, I saw somewhere." Uh, you know, so so the general scientific consensus on coronavirus has been that once you've had it, you have antibodies, which mean that you don't get it again. And uh, that's been, you know, and because that's the case of viruses generally, that was the assumption from the beginning, and there've been bumps along the road, but that still seems to be the scientific consensus. But then you've got people say, "Well, I saw there was a story online saying that there was one person in Japan who had it twice." And then, well, okay, but does that totally undermine that? Or actually, science would say, well, you know, in no science is 100% perfect because you're dealing with human bodies and not numbers on a spreadsheet. So, you know, there are anomalies and all that sort of thing. And so I think that sort of people sort of rubbishing uh, a scientific, a loose scientific consensus based on one thing they saw on the internet. And sometimes it's not even an article. They saw somebody else say something. And that, that, that sort of happens quite a lot. There was a thing about you can't let your cat out of the house. Uh, and then that turned out to not be quite what the charity that had uh, put out a statement was talking about. Um, and I think a lot of it is born out, you know, there were some people clearly, um, you know, push disinformation for malign purposes. But a lot of the time, particularly in a crisis like this, Blimey, we want certainty. I mean, in a, in a society where, um, you know, there's an app for that. I mean, there's an app, turns out there's an app for letting us out of the house as well. But, you know, there's an app for absolutely everything. Um, there is no problem in life which can't be solved but with a, uh, with an Amazon order or, you, you know, it, I mean, clearly there are lots of people in society who, who have huge worries and struggles, but a lot, if you're generally comfortable and your job is okay, um, we've got used to there basically being nothing that we can't do. We can buy tickets for that. You can stream that online. You can talk to your friends. You can go and all that. Um, and I think what's been so interesting about this crisis is it's been so unbelievably all-encompassing. And yet, particularly at the beginning, we knew nothing. We had nothing to latch onto. And that was what was so disorientating for a generation who uh, was so used to everything sort of being all right. And so when you see a fact or something that looks like a fact floating around online, you want to latch onto it because it it gives you some certainty one way or the other. Yes, cats can get it or yes, cats can't get it. That's better in a way than not knowing the impact on cats, you know, and and... Uh, I think so. That's slightly where, um, uh, so that's where main, you know, responsible journalism comes in because you have to give people the facts as much as we know them, but also reassure them to some extent. It's okay that we don't know this yet, but there's progress being made. Of course, of course. Matt, thank you so much, and thank you for listening to Media Minded, the podcast that helps you tell facts from fiction, produced by Shoutout UK, recorded and edited by Sabina McKenzie Brown. This podcast is made possible thanks to the kind support and sponsorship of the U.S. Embassy in London and the Global Engagement Centre at the U.S. State Department.